0: E.
1: I'm really happy to be here with Rochelle and Livia. We are excited to to talk about this topic, me especially. What we really want to look at is the importance of professional learning network or professional learning community to our well-being, both personal and professional. And uh, I'm just going to, to sort of open it up. With my own personal story, I will take a really, really long time because I, I want to make sure Michelle and Livia and those who are joining us <clears throat> have a chance to share also, which is what these Twitter spaces are for. But for me, professionally and personally speaking, professional learning networks has, have been a lifeline for me. I'm, I'm in Kuwait and have lived here since 1984. This is where I did all, my, all of my teaching since 1995. And when I got into teaching, I didn't really, I didn't have teaching credentials. I was at a new school, and they allowed me to to be on staff as long as I was going to, you know, to get my teaching credentials. And so what I started doing was researching, and joined the ASCD, and went to their 2001 conference, and found out that there were similar problems that the students in the West or United States and Canada were having to the, our students, which was a real eye-opener eye for me. I, I felt really far away from the professional, the the new things. Caroline Tomlinson had just started talking about differentiated instruction, which I was really curious about, backward design from JT and Grant Wiggins. And so it was, you know, it was amazing that I was able to connect to other educators who had all this information and to listen to other speakers. And so that was my initiation sort of into a professional learning network through an organized group like ASCD. And then I started using Twitter. And all of a sudden in 2016, I realized that there was something called ISTD you know, the International Society for Technology and Education. And that was 2016. And I said, well, I'm going to the conference in 2017, where I serendipitously met Barbara Bray. For those of you who know Barbara, she's the magic connector. I was not a magic connector. I, I wasn't really good at networking. And she sort of started me off. And from there, I, you know, I just took off. So being able to expand my professional learning network in person, but also then meeting people that I had been following online, like Rochelle and and, you know, hopefully Livia at some point. But it was it was really, really amazing that I was, you know, I was actually there and meeting people that I had connected with online. And then just on site. So we talk a lot about professional learning networks. That are online, that you know, we feel really close to people and supported by other educators who are around the world and we've never met in person, but will step in and help us out with a question, or if we're you know having a difficult time, which a lot of us have had over the last number of years. And and it's really, really wonderful. But and this is the last thing I'm gonna talk about right now is the initial group that I started with at the school in 1995-96, we met for breakfast this morning and known most of them for more than 20 years. And we're like, it was an all-female school. We're like a sisterhood. And so that's where the professional becomes personal. So for me, you know, it began as a kind of a lifeline to international educators, but it also is important to for our well-being to have those connections on site too. So I'd love for Rochelle or Olivia to kind of add their experiences. And then if you'd like to add your own and you're just a listener right now, feel free to raise your hand and ask for the mic to be turned on. So Rochelle or Olivia, you can take it from here. I know you have lots of experiences also.
2: You Rochelle, pick. would you like to go first? OK, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go first. So hello, everybody. I'm Rochelle denae and I am thankful to be connected with Olivia and Eileen. And it's amazing the friendships that you can build and have set in place without ever having met those people in person for years. And I know from my personal experience, I was never one who wanted to get onto Facebook or Twitter or anything because I didn't see the value in it for the longest time. And then that's where I started. And Eileen, you talking about like ISTI? you know, I had never heard of ISTE. And when I was getting my master's degree, oh goodness, like eight, nine years ago now, one of the requirements was to join one of two organizations, one of which was ISTE. And I had never heard of it. So looked into it and I joined in 2014, I think it was. And, you know, Got involved in some of the professional learning, like the learning communities there, met for people, joined on in some different groups and planning the conference and headed to the first conference in person in Philadelphia in 2015. And it was like amazing because I had already been friends with people who I'd met that were teachers in Tennessee or from around the world. And then being together in that physical space, it's like you already knew each other. And over the years from then until now, I think about all the connections I've made How many people know, like, oh, yeah, I know that person, too, and how interconnected we all are. We don't necessarily realize it. And all it took was like that first step, whether it was Facebook, whether it was Twitter. You know, I have lots of stories about how I was wrong about social media. And I never realized, you know, in our classrooms and in the work that we do, even though we're surrounded by people all the time, it can be so isolating. And I mean, I can go days without really seeing the person that works next door to me or down the hall. But I find that people who are not even located in the United States that I am in more contact with and often see more often in person just because of events and things that happen. And so for me, it has made a huge difference. And not only professionally, of course, but personally, because of those relationships that I've built and developed and the people that I've gotten to know. And the only thing like if I could go back and change one thing, it would be that I would have reached out and started to create a PLN sooner. Because, you know, I think of all the opportunities that I missed along the way, not just for myself, but more importantly for my students. But now that I am connected, I see how beneficial it is. And I love to talk about the importance of that, you know, putting yourself out there of finding a space, not necessarily all of the things and all the places, because it can be overwhelming, but simple things like, you know, we could talk about this later too, but like, you know, Voxer or like a Twitter chat or Facebook communities where you can just pop a question in in the middle of a school day or after school or on the way to school or whatever. And there's going to be somebody there to answer you and you have that time. Whereas it's hard during the actual day because we're so busy. And so, you know, all of these organizations and I will add another one that we're interconnected with too, which is EduMAT was another group that has really connected me with a lot of people from around the world. And I'm thankful for opportunities like this where we can listen in, hear the voices, build relationships and walk away with some new ideas and know that we're not alone. And there's a way to connect. We just have to take that first step if we haven't already taken it. And so with that, I will turn it over. I'll leave it to Livia.
3: Thanks, Richelle. And thanks, Eileen. I really appreciate it. Listen to your story about how you feel connected. And I, when you're speaking, I'm nodding my head thinking that's very similar to me as well. And what you've shared so far really resonated. I'm going to start with a quote that I have really come to revisit often and it's by Simon Sinek and he says life is beautiful not because of the things we see or do it's beautiful because of the people we meet and this really resonates with me because I started being connected to more educators probably back in the summer of 2019 and it it has since then it has truly changed my life it literally literally changed my life in so many different ways. We talked, Eileen, you talked about the professional and personal side of, of this. And, you know, originally it started as a professional learning space for me with the different platforms. And then it became more of a place where my heart can connect to others. And I feel like that's where I have had a such a gratitude for the people that I feel so connected with and Rochelle like you were saying you you, you go to conferences or you know I don't get to go to many because I'm in Canada but the the first conference that I went to was the Teach Better conference and it so many of us were talking about how we all knew each other from whatever platform that we connect through but it felt like we were going coming to a reunion of sorts, because it was the first time that we saw each other, and we already felt like we knew each other and and I think the power is in the support system because we we know that we can't be educators without that that personal side, right you know when we get to know each other and build the relationships and it's it goes beyond the relationships its that connection that and that community feeling and the belonging sense of belonging. And through that, that's where we learn together. But that's how we connect. And that's how, that's how I feel like whenever I hop in, it's, it's an opportunity really for us to have this place where we can increase how we feel about ourselves and each other. And, you know, I think one thing for me that has really changed my life too is. I have people that I connect with more and on a deeper level than people I see in my own city, and you know, to have friendships on that such deep level that I, you know, I think about my my friends every single day, and we connect very often, a few times a week, and it just you know whenever I think about. The possibilities of how my heart has grown since I've become a part of different PLNs. Like I'm, I'm holding my hands, to both hands to my heart right now because I now I can't imagine not having these people and and many others that I learn from anymore. It, it just doesn't seem, you know, my 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 life is enriched because of my PLN. So I'll end it there and then pass it back to you, I mean.
1: Yeah, thank you, Livia and Rochelle. Yeah, I'm reflecting and nodding my head. You can't see that, of course, in Twitter spaces, mm-hmm. but I'm nodding my head. And, you know, and something that, that Rochelle said, you know, the, the, the fact that you can go the whole day without seeing people in your building or even down the hallway or whatever. Teaching can be very isolating, certainly not just if you're in the classroom, but also if you're an administrator, there are times when you're just so bogged down. And of course, over the last couple of years, there's so many other situations where we were online for a while and coming back has just been so overwhelming. So just looking at how we develop those those relationships and the fact that it's kind of unbelievable that you could have never met somebody but you feel like you know them so well and you know that they will come out and support you. So I see we have several people who are who are joining us as listeners and please feel free to to raise your hand and and to come and speak. I'd love for for all of you to share what your experiences have been with creating your own professional learning network. How you did that whether it was on site or or through social media, or through specific organizations, just you know, to share your experiences also. I mean, we're talking here through Beluga's Same Here Schools Month, and I, I think that sometimes educators get so bogged down with the busyness of the daily day-to-day that many times consumes our weekends also, that we, we don't take the time for ourselves and really look at the fact that we do need to collaborate. We do need to have that connection. It's it's something that that is a human need. And and if we don't have that, then we feel unwell and we can't do our jobs to the best. Sometimes we, we feel, well, maybe it'll turn into a gripe session, but if we look at those relationships as ways to find solutions i think we're you know we we can really look at solving problems that are are facing all of us and and be better together you know i've seen groups that have now begun to push the envelope in education through artificial intelligence through ai and the use of chat gpt i mean just the way that has blown up and educators began feeling very uncomfortable with it and now are seeking help from each other. So if, if any of you want to talk on any of those topics also, just you know, just putting it all out there, You know, what does that look like and how can we get those who haven't started or, or haven't thought about starting or are worried about getting involved, like you and I were, Rochelle, initially, about social media, how, how do we get that started? So a lot of different topics I've mentioned, but please feel free to to, to jump in and, and
4: share.
3: I think one piece for me is, you know, when I think about how I got started, first of all, I think like many of us, we're, you know, as I'm going to use Twitter for as an example, is to just lurk around, right? To just look around, to, to read different articles, to follow different people. And I remember the first time following different people that I started to, you know, when I, when I looked at different tweets, I started noticing that there are certain people that I liked reading their tweets and learning from. And then once I started following people, I started becoming braver to follow more people. And then I just realized, wow, this is like a treasure trove of information. And that daily learning was just fueling my brain. And and then, you know, one thing that has, why it's changed my life too, is because I started recognizing, well, what are the articles and, and tweets and all of that that I'm being drawn to? And when I did that reflection, I recognized that, I was really interested in leadership, and I hadn't really even thought about that, like, you know, in a more formal way. And so when I noticed that about myself, I thought, oh, maybe I'm meant to, at this point in my career, follow more of a formal leadership, have that kind of a role in my district. And, you know, in the last three years, since I've become more active, I am now a head teacher and thinking about possibly applying to be a vice principal or a principal. and so. I think sometimes it helps us learn about ourselves as well when we can, you know, take a look at what is it that we're really interested in and then moving beyond that. And then, you know, what shifted for me, too, is that that moment where you start connecting with people, right? When you start, you know, liking some more, some more tweets and then feeling brave enough to respond. And then that next step of, okay, well, I have a voice, too, so. I'm going to start tweeting things out and then having people like what I tweet and then respond to me. And then it's like these, it's like that ripple effect, right? That one, one action leads to other actions, leads to more, more and more interactions. And then now you've got this huge network with so many people who I really feel like are friends and some of them have really become true friends that we connect outside of, you know, different platforms and whatnot. And I just feel like that those, to me, those were my steps of just taking small little steps and then seeing, you know, how other people respond and then recognizing for myself, oh, I do have a voice and recognizing that, you know, I am the person and the teacher I am today because of all the other people that I've learned from. And so, you know, if Rochelle didn't share all of her wisdom, expertise, and experience, and you too, as Eileen, and like you know, I'd see Doctor Stephen Weber is here. Like I learned so much from reading his blog posts and whatnot. But like, if I, if other people didn't share, I wouldn't be the person that I am today, and the educator that I am today. And so, then it gave me the courage to start sharing my experiences, and and things that I've learned along the way too and I think it's all about each helping each other like you know helping each other stand on each other's shoulders and we're all helping each other get better and better and better in many many ways and I mean you mentioned about the well-being right it it's life-changing to know that in moments where you feel alone you actually aren't because you have your appeal and you have your support system that is at your fingertips and Sometimes I think about, you know, kids these days, right? I have 19 and 21 year old and I see my son connecting to other people on his gaming platforms and whatnot. And earlier on, before I really discovered a PLN, I would always feel like, you know, who are you talking to? And it wasn't until I had my own PLN that I recognized those are his friends. That's his PLN and that's his support system. So I started to... Honor the time that he spends connecting with the people that he knows online a lot more. And so that, you know, has helped my relationship with my son too to understand that these are his friends.
5: Yeah.
1: That's that's so true, Livia. A couple of things that you mentioned I think are really important. People always ask me, well, how do I stop myself from feeling overwhelmed when I get into the space? There's just so much going on and there's so much coming at me. It, I'm talking specifically social media. And so I did the same thing, sort of small steps, lurking, sort of looking, reading, pulling up articles, trying to you know sift through who, who I really wanted to follow. And I'll, I'm very specific about who follows me also and making sure that the niche is very specific so that I, I do feel supported. And so, yeah, all of that advice is is really, really important. I I know that people sometimes shy away from from getting involved in social media in, in order to make sure that they don't feel overwhelmed. But there are ways to to sift through the noise and be able to really take the benefit of it. And I like the way that you explained it also was really interested in the fact that you feel that the support that you've gotten, Livia, has really helped you grow to the point where you felt validated in things that you're doing. And that validation has given you, has empowered you to think of yourself as a leader and taking on additional or other responsibilities. So yeah, Rochelle, what what kinds of things that, you know, are you reflecting on right now? What's resonating with you?
2: Well, when you, I forget what you said initially, like when you were talking before, but it made me think about how I first got started in Twitter. You know, I didn't understand it. And I remember the first Twitter chat that I got into before I knew about TweetDeck or anything. And it was at the time, I think it was Wiley Ed Chat, I think. And it had Katrina Adkins and Sean Sean Gallard, I always say his name. Incorrectly, and who else was in there? I'm Greg Bagby, Julia Daniel Davis, and I just happened to like find this chat, and it was before I think it was like fall of 2014, and I remember answering questions, trying to figure it out, and flip back and forth between you know on my Twitter, and uh, anyway, at one point they said, you know, well, what part of Tennessee are you from? I was like, I'm not from Tennessee, I'm from Pittsburgh, and it was you know educators based in Tennessee chat, and I've told that story lots of times over the years, because it's like, oh, you know, the first time I dive into a Twitter chat, it's not even with people that are in my area. It's from people from Tennessee. But when I got to ISTE that following June in 2015, I got to meet all of them there in person. And, you know, we had built that friendship over the course of the prior seven, eight, nine months, whatever it was. And just being able to then put the face, you know, and hear the voice and all that because we didn't have Twitter spaces and everybody was doing webinars or things back then as much as in the last couple of years. And it just made that more, much more real. And I, like that whole experience reaching too, going to ISTE, like I hadn't flown in a really long time. And it being in Philadelphia that year in 2015, I took the train and I remember riding on the train, I was reading Teach Like a Pirate. I had, I had figured out TweetDeck at that point I was doing, it was the West Coast chat, I think, before it became the Leave Like a Pirate chat now on Saturdays and like going across Pennsylvania, in the chat, reading the book, looking at the Twitter feed for, you know, getting all excited for the conference and then getting there and starting to see people that I had been working with through online meetings because I became part of the community and who I fell into that Twitter chat with. And I just, you know, I started small and then it grew from there. And then once you made that connection in person, then it just continued to grow because you know, I was nervous going by myself for the first time, but like I already, I didn't realize how many people I already knew because you had built those relationships through those Twitter chats or other spaces. And it was just a little bit at a time. And when I left that, you know, call press period of like four days, I couldn't wait for the next opportunity. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard to travel sometimes, whether it's cost prohibitive or the timing of the year. And so finding whatever that space is, whether it's in person, in the physical space, or like we're talking it you know, we can't see each other but the power of voice. It's, you can find opportunities to, you know, professional learning or to make those connections with a, a space or in a space, I should say, that fits your schedule. So maybe it's like you're going for a walk and you're using Voxer and you're just going back and forth with somebody because who wants to talk on the phone anymore, right? That you're in a book group, book study group, or you're just checking out Twitter. Like, I've done a lot of those things and and sometimes it can be overwhelming or sometimes people think, you know, social media, like, I don't know where to begin, you know, do I need to have all these spaces? And you really don't you just start, and I think what happens over time is you start to see the value in each of those different spaces, and then you end up like knowing people that you introduce to somebody else in another space or you learn about a new other new idea in another space, and like Livia had mentioned, peach better i I can't believe how many months ago that was now, but I just remember the excitement of actually being able to see her and give her a hug at the meetup and you know we had known each other for years through twitter and she contributed you know a story in the book you both did actually and just being able to you know see somebody even if it's only for a few short moments like I think that's what it comes down to like small moments even if you have a busy schedule you still need to make time to have those connections and to have that you know belonging in some community wherever it is and sometimes it's hard to do that in your own physical space where you're teaching every day where you're working you know, if you're not in education, like we're right, just be listening to this because you need to have a network as well. It's not just specific to, you know, being educators, but taking those small moments whenever you can get that and showing our students, if that's who we're working with, the importance of that as well. Because my students know that, you know, they're like, oh, we we just saw you tweet like during class yesterday. I'm like, did I really though? Like I scheduled it, and they they ask questions. You know, they're curious about like what what are the benefits of it. And I said, well, all of you use social media. Have you met people that go to different schools and are involved in different things and sports and activities? And they're like, yeah. And I said, well, it's the same thing. You have a support system and it's whatever works for you. I said, personally, I don't use Snapchat. I know how to use it, but I'm not connecting on Snapchat because they'll say, well, why do you use Facebook? I said, it's going to be different for everybody and you're going to find what works for you. And no matter what you do, you can't go wrong unless you just choose to stay like, you know, George Koros has the, the quote about isolation because he'd be like, You know, we've all said it can be isolating, but just finding a space or making a time, part of each day, one thing to start with and build from there.
1: Yeah, that's so true, Rochelle. If you start small, and like Livia said, also take those small steps. I'm on several different social media platforms and I thought about, you know, sort of closing myself out here and there because I felt like maybe it was too much or too many and each each one serves a different purpose for me even in the education realm there are different people who are on the, in those spaces and and so it it's nice to be able to to put yourself there but to be mindful of the amount of time you know that's another another thing about the wellness and well-being in this space is to be mindful of how much time and who you're interacting with and making sure that you have a supportive network, not necessarily totally positive all the time, but that it's, it's the people who are within that network are really there to support you if, if you need it and you're able to support them back. I, Alex, Steve, Joy, you know, I, I, I know you're listening. Please feel free to, to jump in if you'd like to share anything. We'd love to hear you. your voices in, in this conversation also. So, you know, I I think, you know, we've talked about social media. We've we've talked about being able to meet people in person at at different conferences. We've talked about EduMatch, the Teach Better group, which I know is a very close-knit team. Codebreaker, which is another one. ISTE and ASCD as organizations. The Twitter chats that Barbara and others put on on a weekly or bi-weekly basis these are all ways for us to really be able to share and hear you know what everybody else is is doing and and be able to make those changes in ourselves and also in in others as as a result and look for new opportunities because we're we're connected alex i i see you put yourself in as a speaker so please feel free to, to jump in here
4: well, thanks so much, Eileen. You know, all I can speak to is the fact that, you know, when, when COVID happened and, and it really began remote instruction, I, I really had not even, you know, gone into any social media aspect in my teaching career or in my personal life, really. I had Facebook, but I didn't really use it. But when I really did start to delve into Twitter and start getting involved in, I, I suppose it was really crazy PLN first and really doing that on a weekly basis sharing ideas becoming more comfortable ultimately getting a chance to like host some of those it, it really allowed me to kind of get through some very challenging years i mean my my 3 years of teaching after the pandemic happened you know they've been extremely challenging getting kids to kind of come back to life want to learn math on a daily basis can become a challenge but being able to create and have the things that I made be accepted, be used by others that are around the world, it 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 made me keep going. And it allowed me to feel better about myself and, and feel like I was having an impact beyond the four walls of my classroom. And that really just motivated me to keep getting better and better. And, you know, most recently, and Eileen, I know we Kind of go back to the DigSit Summit last year. You know that was an opportunity that was afforded to, you know, our school as a result of meeting, you know, Mary Alice and and just these amazing people that I've come into contact with, including I think everybody in this in this space right now. It, it's just it, it really has just allowed me to to grow and build and be better. And I, I attribute a lot of my success and my new Ed Tech specialist job to the connections that I've made, including with you, Rochelle. And, you know, it's just been so important to me for my personal growth and the ability to provide a better instruction for my students and now hopefully provide, you know, the best possible tech advice to teachers in my district. So, you know, I, I can't impress enough upon anybody that a PLN is something that in the most dire of times can be something that, you know, really builds you up when you need that that support
1: yeah that that's so important, and I can hear the joy in your voice as you speak about the experience Alex so and and reflecting on on the what you saw, the improvements in yourself self-esteem your your feeling about being able to do things you know that sense of empowerment or whatever. I see that Steve has also come up as a speaker, so Steve, please feel free to share.
6: Colombo, everyone. Happy Saturday. It's great to be here this morning. It's my first time to ever be on one of these spaces. So when you were saying good morning and welcome in the introductions, I didn't even know how to talk. So I apologize. My PLN journey is about 13 years. It seems like I've, I've had 13 years with the same boxer group and I have friends in eight different states who get on Voxer almost daily. And it started off, what book are you reading or what are you challenge? What are your challenges with COVID? And then it. It became more of my daughter's getting married or my son's going to kindergarten and posting pictures of a family. So it became connected educators, not just professional. Twitter chats, ed camps, conferences, like you mentioned, ASCD for sure is a place where I meet with my online community. More recently, Teach Better is where I write articles and I've developed a community and a network of friends through Teach Better. And so there are just so many different ways to connect, but I can't imagine my life over the last 13 years without the power of teachers and administrators, superintendents. I have two friends who in the last month have interviewed to become superintendents and they both got the job. So I've watched them go from being a classroom teacher to superintendent. And so having connected educators allows me to grow as a person and as a leader.
1: That's. That's really wonderful, and yeah i'm I'm so excited by the fact that you you joined this Twitter space as your first experience, so so that's that's really wonderful. I saw Olivia raise her hand. I don't know was that to did you have something you wanted to add, Olivia?
3: Well, first, it's like you know, Dr. Steven Weber that I'm not so familiar with this too, so i I wanted to wave and then I accidentally touched the hand up. And then I realized, no, that's not a way. <laughs> so I removed it. But I just wanted to say thank you, Alex and, and Dr. Steven Weber for sharing your, your story. And, you know, Alex, you made a, a, a point that I, I hadn't thought about too. And in, in that, you know, it does make you feel better about yourself. It makes like, you know, when I see things, it makes me feel affirmed. And we know that we feel better too when we can support other people. And obviously, when other people are supporting us, we feel lifted up, right? And I think for me, it's been an opportunity to show that I, I care for other people and to really show gratitude. And one thing that I really try to do is to help other people feel elevated and, and honored for the work that they do. And like, you know, for example, you know, some, some of our bloggers, like, like Dr. Weber, you know, when I read the articles, I think, you know, when as content creators, so many of us, we push out our content. And, you know, for me, when I blog, I I really blog for myself first, when I do the reflections and, and sort through my ideas and thinking and feelings about certain things. But as I mentioned earlier, secondly, it is to share because I feel like I learned so much from other people's experiences that I feel other people can learn from mine as well. And so I, I've noticed that there are people that push out a, a lot of content and, you know, there's not enough of people that's encouraging them by, by saying more. So, you know, a lot of people will like and retweet, but I feel like for me, one of my, the things that I really enjoy doing is taking that extra step, taking that extra initiative to further develop relationships and connections by showing gratitude, like, you know, retweeting and saying like, Thank you, Dr. Weber, for sharing your, sharing your expertise. I learned from you and, you know, I think it's that, that encouragement. And I know I feel, you know, when I push out a blog, for example, and the people that connect to say, oh, you know, this part really resonated. It just, it just lifts me up and feels like, yeah, I am making an impact. I am helping other people think differently and, and hopefully bring something back to the classroom. At the end of the day, we're educators and we are trying to you know, make it better for our students and to help them develop their creat- creativity and critical thinking skills, reflection, what have you. And when I'm a better teacher and when I feel better when I go into the classroom, my well-being is better because I feel more supported. It all makes a difference in how I serve the students and families that I have the joy to serve every day that I go to work. And so I think that, you know, in, in that sense of empowerment that Dr. Stephen Weber was talking about, like, you know, when we feel better about ourselves first, and then better as educators, we can make that impact in the work that we get to do every day.
1: Uh, I mean Yeah, Livia, that Absolutely. So true. So much of what you're saying resonated with me. I I think it's really important also that, as you mentioned, that, you know, we let people know what we're thinking in terms of when we've read an article, a blog post or seen a post on on social media or read something in Edutopia or, you know, on one of the sites that we do leave a comment if something resonated with us or we, we do take that couple of minutes. It took me a while to realize how important that is because obviously we, we would want that for ourselves. Dr. Joy, I see also you've raised your hand and come on board for speaking. So
5: I want to give you time before the time gets too short. So welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. This is my first time since so I was kind of nervous and my husband was like, can they hear me? And I was like, I hope not. Anyway, I, I came because Rochelle is always putting out such magnificent content and she's a friend of mine. And I think one thing that social media has helped me to do is to try to support my friends that I've created on social media. And so, you know, I, I, I really initially wanted to be here to support her. And I saw that she had, you know, she tagged me in it. And so I was so glad that I was able to show up because she's always, you know, tagging and sharing and putting really good content out there through her blog, her podcast. And I wanted her to know that I see her and see all of the hard work she does. And I do think that's important to share. So for me, I never wanted to get on social media. And I felt like in the beginning I had to, because of the office that I was working in, wanted me to share this initiative we were doing. So they told me I had to post something every single day. And I did not want to do it. And it was about personalized learning. And through my post, Barbara Bray asked me to facilitate a chat and I was so nervous and she was like, don't worry, I'll be right there. And it was just, I enjoyed. And then somebody else asked me to facilitate a chat. And then someone asked me to do a blog and then someone asked me to do a podcast. And I was just connecting with all of these different people and doing things that I would have never even thought of doing before. So really stretching myself professionally and learning more and just enjoying it until I did my own podcast and started blogging myself. And it's definitely stretched me into things that I would not have even thought possible. It's helped me to really hone in on something that I'm most passionate about, and that is joy. Because when when I first got on Twitter, I was finding myself losing joy as an educator. And It helped me to develop my voice and kind of just create a PLN and a voice and support around this topic of joy and to just dig in different ways and just keep finding different ways to share the message. But, and I had to say, one of the the biggest benefits is just the friendship. I mean, there's people literally that every day it's like, love you. You know, it's like I've never met some of these people, but it's just like this automatic, like, love you, chat soon, or like just funny messages or, you know, different things. But it's just made some, really, as one of my friends, was Alba Rodriguez, will say, heart connections on this platform. First time I had a girls trip in, I mean, years, 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 you know, Michelle got me to go to Nashville. And it was just like the first time I ever like left my kids and did that. So it kind of gave me this new energy to travel a lot where it's like, mom, where are you going now? So it just really has changed my life, both personally and professionally. And I'm just looking forward to continue to grow and just really value so much of what everybody said today. I'm glad I was able to. Oh, that's
1: wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love that idea of heart connection, which is something that we as humans absolutely need. And, you know, that whole idea of co-regulation, but that heart connection, I love, th- I love that terminology. I see CanCam has joined us from Ghana. And uh, Brent, I'm not sure where you are. Welcome. We have, you know, I don't want to go over, well, we could take as long as we want, but I certainly don't want to go over an hour. So we have about 14 or 15 minutes left. Brent and CanCam, if you, if you want to speak, just, you know, let us know. Th- thanks to everybody who has, has joined us. Rochelle and Livia, any any anything that are resonating with you or anything that you want to add? Yes.
3: I thank you, Dr. Joy, for sharing. It's, you know, when you were when you were talking about the opportunities and the the ability to not ability, but you know, to be stretched outside your comfort zone. I felt exactly the same way when you when you were sharing. And I feel like because of the connections that I started to make and the Taking the initiative to further develop relationships, you know, I've had my writing in in different books, and and it's all because of taking that extra initiative to build these relationships. And you know, you get to cultivate the the connections that you want to cultivate. And you know, like Dr. Joy saying, it, it has totally helped me develop my own voice. It helps. It has really helped me understand myself and my and All of my core values and beliefs in life in general, but also as an educator, it's really helped me understand my why and my purpose in life. And the more that I am connected, the more I am able to reflect on who I am and what is my place in these spaces. And, you know, it helped me discover that when I enter spaces, that one of my goals is to make that space better than when I first found it. Right. And, you know, being able to contribute and making sure that like these digital spaces are very much still an opportunity to be welcoming and be friendly and to, you know, just because we don't see each other in person, you could, you can feel somebody smile when they're greeting you. Right. You can feel that your hearts are connecting through the words that they use. And I often say that words are gifts and, the, they have such power. And so whether you are in person with choosing your the way that you express yourself or whether it is in a di- digital space in the PLNs that you have cultivated, that I think it's that opportunity and and the connection with possibilities that helps you expand who you are beyond the Beyond the opportunities that you have in person, like in your local area. That's so, Michelle, do you want
1: Yeah, that's so true, Livia. I'm thinking about growth mindset right now, mm-hmm. which sometimes, you know, like many other education buzzwords are are overused. But I mean, really, when we're talking about personal growth and professional growth, if you're really not just good at navigating, but also look at your participation, as, as, as you said, Livia, as somebody who wants to participate and also leave the space a better space than, you know, the way you found it, so that you're contributing. That idea of contribution, I think, is so very important. And people, people respond positively to that. And, and so that's, that's wonderful. Rochelle, any, any thoughts on any of that?
2: Yeah. So first, a shout out to Dr. Joy, who is amazing and is also supportive of all educators and always doing things to help us, you know, find joy and lift others up. And that was a great trip. And it was, you know, the first time we just went together. And that has happened a lot over the last couple of years. You know, you connect with people and you plan some events, whether it's, you know, coffee virtually on a Saturday morning through Zoom, or if you are at a conference or I don't know. You have planned a ladies' weekend or a educator weekend trip to do? We've done some of those for writing, but it really is fun to get out there and to connect in whatever way is comfortable for you. And I think you know, as soon as you, if you are not already connected and, and connected with us, everybody that's in this space right now, be sure to do that so that you can grow your network. That's a good first step if you haven't taken one. But just find something that's interesting or especially now as we're heading into, you know, the end of the school year, which for everybody, it's been very challenging, I'm sure, because there's always more work to be done and a lot of teachers and educators are exhausted. But, you know, we have to constantly be thinking about our learning, even over the summer, which is not really a summer off, but find something that maybe, you know, you hoped to try during the school year or something that you did that you think like, yeah, maybe that didn't go so well, or maybe it's just a new idea entirely, and ask a question about it in some different network. Or if you are already using something like Twitter or you're on Facebook, you can join the Thrive and EDU community as well. But just find a space to post a question uh, or share an idea or resource because you really never know who might need to hear that. And I've had some experiences over the last couple of years where people have said to me, you know, I'm, I'm not kind of the teacher, I'm too different or, you know, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't have all the answers and all these things. And I think, you know, had they not taken that first step to like, you know, come out with saying that or if there wasn't anybody to listen to them, you know, what if I wasn't there? Like, would that person have quit? And if you're feeling like you have challenges or struggles, you know, posting a question out there for everybody, just so somebody, so you're heard and somebody's going to be there to support you and you may not know them and they might not be geographically located near you but you're going to have something that's going to get you through. And it's a connection that you make, but it takes you diving in first with whatever that first step is going to be. And that was a little bit of a ramble, but when I talk, it's usually just off the cuff, but everybody who's joining in here, you know, it's a Saturday. Well, unless you're in Australia, then happy Sunday, but of course very early, but we're connecting together. We're hearing each other's stories. And I think that's an important part too. It's like, you never know with somebody else's experiencing or the experiences that they've had that might help you when you need it. And that's just the power of a story and finding a space to share yours.
1: Absolutely. And not a ramble at all, Rochelle, a very important part of this whole idea of the PLN as part of your well-being is the idea that you can reach out when things aren't going well, or that when you have questions or when you're, you're thinking of, you know, of, of, that you're just not finding your place and then finding others who think like you and validate what you're thinking. I see CanCam has, has come up and volunteered as a speaker, so I want to make sure we have time to listen to CamCam. So please unmute yourself, Cam, and, and join the, and and join us.
4: Oh, thank you very much and greetings all the way from Ghana to all the wonderful speakers here. I just want to say keep on doing the great works that we are all doing together. All of us here, and as you are saying, the power of PLN. Through the power of PLN that I met all of you great personalities here. So as Dr. Joy Elial said, if you want to grow, then you need to connect with other people around the world, because you don't live in this world alone. And other people are doing the same thing that you are doing. We have more knowledge that we can learn from one another. So I'm so grateful to be here and to learn more from you guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Kenkem. That's so true. And I know you've even started your own podcast as a result of your interaction over the years with uh, with people in this space. So, and we appreciate you because you're you're always a, a positive force in in this PLN and and larger groups. So thank you very much. Any last thoughts? We have about Five minutes left. Any last thoughts by anybody who, who would like to say anything in terms of, of growing our PLN, the importance of PLN for well-being? And also something that I think it was Livia who mentioned, the example that we set for students and our children in terms of how they create their own support networks for their, their well-being, too, especially when they feel isolated or feel like there's nobody else that they can go to. Any last thoughts Olivia or Rochelle or anybody who's who's spoken?
3: Yes, I do want to say I have such gratitude for the space and for you leading our conversation Ivine mean, and for Evan setting this all up. I hope that people listening to the podcast will understand that you know it it takes it takes a little bit of initiative, a little bit of cre- a courage to kind of take the first steps. And if you're already in spaces, the more that you invest in the relationships and the connections, the more you get out of it. You know, the, we, you have control over how much you are involved. And as you can hear that, you know, for many of us, that the experiences of being involved in a PLN has been just life changing. So I just have such gratitude for everyone here.
1: Thank you, Livia. Rochelle, any, any last words? For advice? No,
2: just advice. Just, you know, if you're not connecting, you get out there, and connect. And, you know, thanks everybody who has joined in and who shared stories. And I'm, I'm just grateful for the opportunity from Beluga to be here with this same here, the school conversation that we're having with ourselves today and then the other ones that are happening because these, you know, you may not, you always think of, well, I used to always think of professional learning and professional development and having to be in a space and school led and on at a certain time. And learning opportunities really are everywhere, and there are opportunities everywhere to connect. And so you just have to find one and get started there, and you'll see the impact in no time at all.
1: Absolutely, Rochelle. And yes, a big thank you to Beluga and to Evan for setting this up.
0: There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, FlexTime enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of FlexTime without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals.